Hey y'all, hey, it's me, Portia O, your host of Lifey Lifein Podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in again with me. I truly appreciate all of your love, support, and your ears for listening to me. (laughs) I'm here today with episode number three, and today we're talking about what goes in must come out, okay? Do you really believe what goes into your body must come out? Like, I mean, we all know, like, well, I hope we all know how the digestive system works. Like, obviously, if you put some certain foods in or drinks in, you know it's got to come out. Your body eliminates it. Like, it comes out. Okay, we get that. But what about on a spiritual level, right? Do we truly care about what we put into us, like, positive and negative things it's so easy to allow our negative thoughts about ourselves to come in and take complete control right I am so guilty of that I'm getting better though y'all okay but guess what what would happen if we put that same energy into our positive thoughts right when we dwell in a negative space, it shows up on the outside, whether we want it to or not. It took and it still is taking time for me to heal in this space, right? And my therapist calls it maladaptive thoughts. I kind of tapped on this in um, a previous episode, but yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing, guys. And we need to do better at thinking more positively than living in a negative, okay? Here's a segment called, did you know? Well, if you didn't, I'm here to tell you, okay? This is how life be lifing. According to healthline.com, an author wrote, maladaptive thinking may refer to a belief that is false and rationally unsupported. It's what Ellis will call irrational belief, okay? Maladaptive behaviors are those that stop you from adapting to a new or difficult circumstance. Ooh. Yeah, that just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can start after a major life change, illness, or traumatic event. It can also be a habit you picked up at an early age. You know how they always say, like, what we're doing, what's playing out in our adult roles is like stuff from our childhood that's kind of like been ingrained in us and like put in us or whatever and we just don't know like but it's playing out now like this could be one of those things right you can identify maladaptive behaviors and replace them with more productive ones okay otherwise they can lead to emotional social and health problems okay why you over there with all that sickness up in your body and you trying to figure out why I can't get rid of this headache, baby, this could be it, okay? If things are spiraling out of control, there is a treatment. A qualified therapist can help you find better ways to react to life's challenges. And that's definitely was my situation, right? I told y'all, again, in a previous episode that I started therapy back in, um, 2019 because I felt like something wasn't right. I needed to find a better way to react to life changes. Like I got married. I had my first baby, like 
immediately after. And then like I waited three years in between, but still like the adjustment of being a wife and a mom, um, was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Okay. So I definitely fit in that category of major life changes. I really didn't have, oh, well, yeah, major life changes, but also like the illness portion, um, or traumatic event, which was like the birth of my daughter. Um, after I had her, I feel sick or ill in the hospital. Um, to the point that I pretty much had to spend like the first, almost the first month in the hospital after I gave birth because I had um, complications to my C-section. That was a huge traumatic event. Um, and it was an illness that I was not prepared to like even deal with, right? Pregnancy is so celebrated, like, oh my gosh, you know, having a baby, you know, but it really is a miracle. And we really need to like recognize it as that like a woman's body completely changes to like adjust to a whole human. Okay. A whole human growing inside of you. 10 months that this is happening, your body is adjusting to this whole creation happening in you and um, the process of bringing it forth. Right. Like I was in labor for 48 hours <laughs> because I was determined to have a natural birth. OK, I didn't want no meds. I didn't want an epidural. I wanted to naturally push my baby out, like let my body do what it's supposed to do. Even though at that time I could admit that I did not fully understand how that whole thing works as far as like our bodies, women's bodies naturally being able to like have a baby because, you know, we live in the Western medicine world or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's the way I want to do it. But also, I want to do it in the hospital. Like I could have had a midwife, all the stuff I know now, I wish I would have did like water births at home with my children. Like, I think that would have been the best thing for me. Then I probably wouldn't have had that experience I had at the hospital, but that's neither here nor there now because I did the hospital way. After 48 hours, the doctor came in, was like, hey, you've been having contractions. You know, like my water broke a long time ago. I only had like dilated, like I think five centimeters and it's supposed to get to 10. And that was after 48 hours and I still ain't made it nowhere. Okay. So it was like, ma'am, we, it's time for, you're tired. It's time to get this baby out. So I got a C-section. That wasn't the part of the birthing plan, right? That whole illness, it was a traumatic event. I had a run in with the technician at the hospital. It was a whole thing um, that kind of led to me at four in the morning. My nurse checking me after I came from the bathroom. She's doing her rounds, check me out. And she was like, oh, I was like, you ain't got to check my wound because I just checked it in the bathroom. It's clean, it's dry, like I was instructed. And she's like, no, I still got to check. Okay, cool, girl, whatever. I let her check. And she was like, oh, oh, and pressed the button on the wall, like, I was literally bleeding out. Did not know I was none the wiser. I felt okay, but I was bleeding out in my bed at four in the morning with my baby and her little bassinet thing that they had. And my mom was on the other side. And that's when everything took a turn for the worse. But we thank God I'm here today. Okay. But the whole part, point of me telling you that was, that was a whole traumatic experience, a whole illness that I did not expect. After that, I went home with a wound vac. That was traumatic. The wound vac. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't wish that pain on nobody. Okay. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And then I'm like, 
trying to be there with my daughter and like do skin to skin and like connect with her. I wanted to breastfeed very badly, but I was in like in so much pain from my wound and it was just a lot of things happening at one time. And, um, even my husband at the time was really scared for my life because of everything that was happening. It was a lot, but I got over it. <laughs> I made it through it. I felt bad cause I wasn't being the mom that I thought I was going to be to my baby. And I just really wanted to do better. And so that kind of like started a lot of thoughts with me. The maladaptive thoughts. Like I'm not being a good enough mom. Like I plan on feeding her from my body. And I can't even eat or do the things that I need to do. Because I'm going through this illness. And this traumatic event has happened to me. Um, but I thank God at the end of the day and even throughout that whole thing, I was just thanking God, like my baby is healthy. She's well, everything is good. That was the root of a lot of things, um, for me at that time. I made it through, but I definitely made it through with, um, having some irrational beliefs about myself. And I was just trying to prove, I feel like at the end of the day, like, I'm superwoman and I could still do it all, even though I'm not a hundred percent. Like I was still trying to, once I was able to move around at home and stuff like that, I was still trying to be a wife fully, um, which I knew I couldn't. And it wasn't like it was pressure from him. It was all of my thoughts of myself, like what I wanted to present as, right. They make it look so easy on TV, (laughs) y'all. Like you could just have a baby and y'all go home and everything's okay. That's not everybody's situation. Some people don't even get to leave the hospital with their child. So, or they don't even get to leave themselves. That's where we are with this maladaptive behavior. And I feel like I might've been dealing with it all of my life. But when I got married and had my first daughter and my second, like that's when I realized like, hey, (laughs) something's going on here. Like need to figure this out, Portia, because We don't want to put these um, thoughts and feelings off onto your children or making your spouse feel responsible when it really was me. Like, at least I had enough self-awareness to realize, like, Portia, something's not right with you. It's not everybody else around you necessarily, but it's you. And that's okay. Like, I would encourage everybody to, like, do some self-evaluation. Obviously, if you're in a bad situation, you know, you're in a bad situation. Right. And, but that also takes some self-evaluation. Like, how did you get here? What's going on? Whatever. Like we have to be honest with ourselves and truthful with ourselves about what we're doing. Right. Me constantly putting in those maladaptive thoughts made me really start to believe those things about myself. And they weren't necessarily true. I don't feel My husband was thinking those things. My husband at the time that he was thinking those things about me or my daughter, like she clearly wasn't thinking those things about me, but it was all me and me putting the pressure on myself because of my life circumstances had changed and I did not know how to fully adjust. Okay. Mental health is very real and we need to be more aware of our mental health. That leads me into my next segment. This is just my life experience. I've been good all week, (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> and Thursday morning, I woke up with a little <clears throat> tingling in my throat. And I was like, okay, it's going to go away. Took some emergency, all that type of stuff. Child, later on that evening, my, my voice started to go. And I was like, I can't believe it's happening the day before I'm supposed to record my podcast. But it did. And this is where we are. So I sound much worse than this. Prior to this, I'm so sorry y'all had to hear all this congestion and stuff like that, but I was determined to still record my episode today. So y'all gonna have to get this little sexy alto voice today, okay? And <laughs> it's as well. Y'all gonna have to hear all these, <clears throat> and I may cough here and there because I'm gonna take my mucinex trying to get this mucus up out my throat. I don't feel sick. I just, yeah, it's it's the weather changing. You know, Chicago bipolar weather, child. I can't, I can't. I'm drinking me some tea, some lemon ginger. So thank y'all for bearing with me. The moment I realized how my inside was reflecting my outside via my depression and how it showed up outwardly was clutter. Me feeling overwhelmed and my weight gain. Like that's how it was showing up on the outside. Now, I know like everybody, again, these um, trigger words or whatever you want to call them, depression and all that type of stuff. But no, like I was seriously depressed, but I didn't know. I didn't know, but it was showing up on the outside, how I felt on the inside. So in 2020, I gained dang near 300 pounds. The biggest I have ever been. I haven't even been that big with my pregnancies and my bellies was like out here. Like I was carrying quadruplets <laughs> but yeah I believe or it may have been 2021 I believe I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety that kind of explained everything that was happening with me um I am very much an emotional eater so when I'm feeling some type of way good or bad but especially the bad feelings I will go eat and so 2020 was rough on all of us but that year is like the year that shined. And people at the beginning of the year was like, this is going to be the year of vision, like perfect vision, 2020. It really was. I don't care if y'all don't want to look at it like that, but it was for me. It shined a light. It opened my eyes up to a lot that was happening within me, that was happening around me in my marriage, in my relationships. It just shined a light on it all. And I was just like, wow. Okay, Portia, this is what's happening. This is what's going on with you. <laughs> I'm reading my notes and it's just kind of like, should I go there or not? I felt a disconnect in my marriage. And um, that was a very weighing down feeling that I was feeling. Um, and I kind of started praying for restoration in my marriage at that time. Uh, but restore does not mean new, right? It can be rebuilt, but it still won't work in excellence or like a brand new condition if you use the same old parts. God gave that to me as clear as day. This analogy of like a car, right? talking about the restoration of my marriage. You may have a new engine and you still got the old alternator. 
which puts the timing of all the other moving parts off, right? The battery dead, windshield wipers broke. These are things that you that can be replaced. But what happens when you don't have control over that? Like, what happens? Are you forced to keep driving it with it overheating and breaking down every few miles? Or do you just give up on it? Leave it, leave it parked or put a for sale sign on it, giving up on the title. Okay. That just hit in so many ways. I remember when God gave me this and another quick story, my car at the time was doing all these things. So it's so funny that I was experiencing that with my car and I was also experiencing that with my marriage. And I love that car. That was the first car that I bought, like brand new, my baby Ash. That's what I named it. Anywho, I was just like devastated, essentially, that this car was like having all these problems. And that's when I learned about, okay, my engine is okay, but this alternator and all this type of stuff and the timing belt and this and this and that, like things I have control over fixing, but also... What if I don't have control over fixing it? What if I don't have the finances to fix it? Because some things cost ridiculous amounts of money. Like who has that to put into this vehicle after it got so many mouths on it and all that type of stuff? Like, but some things are worth saving, right? It's so crazy. I felt that same way about my marriage. And um, it was a part of my depression. Because I felt like I was trying all the things that I thought we both were in agreement about. But the reality of the situation was we weren't. (laughs) We weren't. We weren't. We weren't. So, um, yeah, I was having a lot of maladaptive thoughts. And I was eating my feelings. I was just allowing my house to be cluttered, like mail stacked up on the counters and the kids, you know, they destroy the house every day. Um, But it was like so many things happening all around me, but I just couldn't muster up the strength to like clean it, get it done, figure it out. Um, but also like, why was it all on me? You know? And that was another thought I had, but I quickly let it go. Cause I'm a control freak y'all. I'm just gonna say it like it is. And I felt like, well, I could, I could fix this. I can, I can get this. I couldn't, I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't replace the battery. And the windshield wipers, it um, showed out outwardly how I felt in the inside, like I was failing. Um, Even to the point that I would go around my family members for like holidays and stuff like that. And they'd be like, Portia seems a little off. Um, Because I'm always so like, hey, y'all, what's going on? Like, you (laughs) But, um. I even had to reflect on that. Like my mom would bring it to my attention afterwards. Like, yeah, everybody said you, you know, seemed a little off. I didn't know that I was showing that 
that wasn't my intention. Like I'm crying out for help. Somebody help me. Like that wasn't it necessarily, even though I did share that with my spouse. One thing I'm not going to do is keep stuff in. Like that's why I'm doing this podcast. I talk too damn much. <laughs> so uh, I'm the same way in my relationships. Like I'm going to let you know how I feel like what I'm doing, what I'm feeling. But again, if um, the person you're in relationship with, and that's no matter the relationship, they're not on the same page as you, if they're not willing to open up with you or whatever, like whatever, then um, it makes that relationship harder to like even keep. Like it just makes it hard. So yeah, everything I was feeling on the inside um, was definitely showing up on the outside. I was definitely drowning And I kind of knew that I was, um, but I was trying to still put on face, right? Like I'm okay. Everything's going to be okay. Like for real, like I'm not even going to stunt with y'all. I'm not going to fake the funk with y'all. I for real deal am this person. Like I had so much faith that, oh, this is just a season. We going to get through this. Like, it's a downtime. Like, I just had so much faith. Like, I would tell my close friends and loved ones all the time, like, no, this is just a period. Like, give grace. Because I really was trying. I really was giving grace. I really was, like, pressing forward. Like, it's not going to always be like this. Like, this is just that season. They talk about the good seasons and the bad season. Like, this is just our bad season. Like, who wouldn't have a bad season during a a whole freaking world pandemic? Like, who wouldn't? So, I'm not the exception to the rule. So, yeah, we're going to get through this. But, no. <laughs> and I can laugh about it in this moment because we we couldn't. Um. And I say we because it takes both of us, not just one person. And no matter how much I willed it or wanted to will it to work and wanted him to see the greatness that is or was us, he wasn't willing to meet me where I was. Therefore, I sat there for years just being depressed and hoping and wishing and willing that it's going to change. Um, and it did change y'all. Like it just didn't change in the way I thought it was. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> it is well, it is well. I would tell my mom all the time, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel so overwhelmed. Like I just had so much to do and, um, I couldn't get all the things done. And I felt like I didn't really have much help. Um, and I'm not saying this trying to point fingers or blame anybody else, but this is my truth and I have to speak it. Okay. And I know the world makes it seem like women are supposed to be like all the things at one time, but that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> I I want to be soft and loving and kind and bust it wide open for a real nigga. But at the same time, I need to be filled. Okay. <laughs> I need to be filled um with love and kindness and appreciation and helping me balance out 
the task. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, that was, it was just a whole revelation period for me to like really see my eyes get open and be like, man, this is really happening. <laughs> um, I, when I started therapy, it helped me realize like what I was feeling was real and what was showing up on the outside was real. Like, this is why this is happening because I was depressed and anxious and overwhelmed and, you know, all of those things. So I started to take steps to do better, right? And to heal myself instead of feeding myself um, the bad stuff, (laughs) mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like all of those things. So yeah, it took a lot. And it still is taking a lot. This is not an overnight story of success. I want to make it very clear. I'm not blaming my marriage for my condition. It's me losing myself because I didn't adapt well to these new life changes and circumstances. And if I would have went in more equipped with the tools that, okay, the possibilities of these things happening, um, or if me and him would have been more equipped with the tools that we needed to have a better foundation to be able to stand or withhold or withstand (laughs) um, when circumstances come up, more difficult circumstances come up, we would have been able to push through this, but we both would have had to been on the same page, not just one person. Relationships are not one way. Both people have to be on the same page. I can't tell you how to be in your relationship, but for me, I need both me and my partner to be on the same page about how we're going to do things. And I'm not saying that we have to be in agreement about every single thing that's unrealistic, but the general, the basics, the core values, okay, the, those things matter and they should be one in the same, you know, like-minded in that way. I said all that to say, this is just my life experience, y'all. And I hope that that helped someone Um, know again that you're not alone it's not okay to suffer in silence that's not gonna make it go away it's not gonna stop it it's not gonna change it you have to make that decision when you're ready and when you're ready you're ready don't let your family your friends your loved ones your church members whoever discourage you or tell you otherwise because Obviously, what's going inside of you, all the things that's happening around you or whatever, it's going to show up on the outside. I don't care if you think people can't see. Somebody sees it. Somebody knows. And again, we're not doing things because we want other people to approve or disapprove or whatever. It's not about that. It's about you and doing what's best for you. We only get one life to live. We don't have time to waste being depressed, stressed out, overwhelmed, and that causes sickness in your body, y'all. Like, we gotta be more self-aware 
and recognize even the things that we love can cause harm to you. And I know we see that in a lot of um, foods and stuff, right? Like, I love me a good steak and potatoes. I'm a steak and potatoes girl all day. All right? I'm not going to sit there on the first date and eat a salad to appease you, baby. I want steak and I want potatoes. Thank you. (laughs) But anyway, we know like certain things don't agree with our bodies and our blood types and things like that. The older we get, the more we know, right? But and even if you're younger, you should do your research and figure out like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, Because a lot of diseases and stuff are hereditary, diabetes, high blood pressure, um, heart disease, all that stuff run through my family. So I definitely needed to be more aware of what I was putting in my body. Um, but anyways, we, we all should be more aware about what we put in our bodies. But just like we are about that food, we need to be about our spirits as well, our emotions as well. Like if you're constantly speaking down to yourself, telling yourself you're not good enough, you ain't never going to be good enough. You listening to that other person that you may or may not be in relationship with that's telling you that you ain't worthy of nothing. And this is why they cheat on you. Baby, you don't need to be in that situation. You can let it go. You can let it go. And even if there's not no infidelity involved, just constantly being talked down to. That's abuse. That's emotional abuse. That's mental abuse. Them controlling the environment. All of that. It's time out for all of that shit. Like, we need to let it go. Let it go. And live the life that God intended you to live. Live life and live it more abundantly. We don't have to be tied down um, in circumstances that are not feeding us for the better, that are not helping us grow, that are not um, making us even better than what we were yesterday, okay? So let's just be more in tune and more aware of the situations and circumstances that we're allowing ourselves to be in because what you feed in yourself, what you're putting into yourself is surely going to show up on the outside. And that's the one thing I was never going to let happen. Even though I've done damage to myself, I don't want my children to get that same um, outcome of what I was putting inside, showing up on the outside, letting them think that that's normal or it's okay. We can do better. You deserve better. And I was, I'm determined to show them better, period. On to the next segment. This is a new segment. I'm going to introduce to you guys. It's called Tools from My Toolbox of Life. Okay? So like I told you guys earlier that I felt like me or my spouse wasn't fully equipped with the tools that we needed to be able to have a very firm and steady foundation to be able to withstand some of the situations and circumstances that we encountered that I'm a little wiser. I have accumulated some tools along the way that have helped me thus far where I am in my journey on this healing journey, on this life journey. So I wanted to share with you all one of my tools today 
And this uh, this is one of my tools for my toolbox of life. And it's a free app for meditation. Okay. So my therapist had got me on to meditation like a little while ago. And I was like, girl, what is meditation? Because I don't talk to nobody but Jesus. Okay. But... <laughs> So I was suggested to get into this via my therapist. And to be honest, I wasn't really sure how to meditate. Um, So I found an app. You know, it's an app for everything out here now. Um, I found an app that could help me learn how to. It's called Soothing Pod App. Soothing Pod App. I'm not getting paid for this, but I still thought I should share. It's daily meditations like a collection you can do. Right. So, of course, I started with the one of how to meditate, um, because, again, I didn't know or I wasn't quite sure how to meditate. Right. Um, it's like a series of five to seven meditations in the collection. The last they last about seven to 12 minutes, depending on which collection you're in. But like this first one was like seven minutes, each one of them. And it gives you step by step on what to do. Like audibly, this lady is talking and saying, you know, breathe in, um, breathe in, inhale for six seconds or whatever you counting mentally. One, two, three, four, five, six, hold it for two. Then you release for four. Like it's that type of stuff. Like just telling you what to do, whatever. Um, and at this point I've done many other collections and they are truly helpful to me. Okay. Y'all like not just my mind, but my body as well. I'd be so calm and relaxed. Like I've never done so much paying attention to my breath in my life, but it is a good thing, right? Cause it makes you present in the moment, even guides you like when your mind drifts off to another place or whatever, um, and it's just say, be gentle with yourself instead of like getting frustrated. I am very much so one of those people that, um, when I feel like I'm not doing something right, I get kind of flustered and frustrated. Um, so, but she just reminds you like, be kind to yourself, have good thoughts. Like your mind drifted off for a moment. Just bring it back with grace, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, this is really helping me because I'll be over here stressed okay it just and it, it it even while you're sitting there and you're like relaxed and your uh, spine is elongated and everything like that like the tension I work on my computer all day from home and I have a lot of tension on my shoulders the tension from my shoulders just start to leave like I don't feel that stress sitting in there any longer like I used to prior to meditation. I'm just grateful for this and suggest that it may help some of my listeners out there as it has helped me. Even if you don't use this way, just look up meditation so that you can breathe through when life be life in you. Okay. So get into it (laughs) y'all. I hope that helps somebody out there because meditation has definitely helped me. Also, set an intention when you meditate. So, um, that's another thing I was kind of like, how I set an intention? Like, but just saying like something that you may be struggling with that you want to kind of like, um, overcome. So with me, um, one of the intentions that I would set, for example, would be like today, God, I want to be more patient. Okay. That's the intention I'm setting forth. 
Then I meditate, I'm breathing in, being present in that moment, relaxing, calming my body or whatever. And then I go forth in my day. And I kid you not, that intention that you set will come through like fully. And I realize at the end of my day, I'm like, oh, today I had a little more patience with my babies when they was getting on my nerves. But that's real. Like that's real, for real, for real, for real. Cause they be real life bugs. Okay. But I'll be really, really needing like to practice my patience with them. And so that is, um, my meditation instead of my intention for that day really be, I even set an intention to eat, like make healthy food choices. Like that's my intention today. I'm going to make healthy food choices. And so that helps me throughout the day to be more conscious of the food choices I make or whatever. So yeah, it helps. It helps y'all. It helps you be more present and be in the moment. And yeah, I hope it helps somebody out there like it has helped me. So that's just one of my tools for my toolbox of life. Okay. Before we get to our last segment, Speak Life, I wanted to shout out my good friend, RJ Carter. He can be found on Instagram and Facebook for my beautiful shirt. If y'all can see what it says, let me see with the squeaky chair child. My shirt says, I'm just out here doing all the things, okay? Because I be out here doing all the things. Through Christ that strengthens me. And I hope that you all do too, okay? Get out here and do all the things. Don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it because the word of God already told you that you can. So I'm out here doing all the things. (laughs) And it's so funny. I just saw um, a family member last weekend and they was like, girl, I see you be on Facebook doing everything. And now you got a microphone in front of you. I'm like, yes, because I be out here doing all the things. Okay, let's be clear. So, yeah, I just want to shout out RJ um, Carter. He can be found on Facebook and Instagram again if you want to get a shirt from him. Because we all need to be out here doing all the things. Okay, let's be clear. <laughs> This is the last segment of the day, and this is called Speak Life, like we always do at the end, Speak Life. This is a segment where I will leave you with a call to action for you, yourself, okay? It's with an affirmation, so I'll leave these words with you to hold on to until next time. The affirmation for today is, working on myself helps me stay grounded when going through difficult times. Again, working on myself helps me stay grounded when going through difficult times. You heard it, you say it, you write it down, remind yourself to speak life, make it happen, because child, life be life in us all. See y'all next time.